2: Welcome, you're listening to The Best of Investing. I'm your host, Edward Brown. I'm proud to have as my co-host, Mark Hunt of Pacific Private Money, one of California's fastest-growing mortgage investment firms. Uh, For those of you new to our show, imagine a few guys, certain gals, sitting around a bar having drinks without the drinks talking business. Uh, with you, the audience listening in, our phone number is 888-912-1190. Use that number to answer the trivia questions for three tanning certificates given away during this show. Those certificates are not sponsored by the radio station, but by Tan Bella Tanning Salon, two locations in San Francisco and one in Marin. Today's trivia theme is just miscellaneous trivia, and this is our Christmas Eve show. Absolutely. In fact, you mentioned you know our show is like um, you know, a few guys, gals
3: sitting around in a bar. Having drinks without the drinks—it's just you and I today. Right, so so far, um, I should have brought a c- couple of brews. I still have some left over from the holiday party. Got some uh, Lagunitas IPAs, nice and cold. I should have brought with me, but uh, yes, it is the Christmas Eve show. So if you're listening in and you're in your car, you know, hopefully you're not uh, mad dashing it to buy some last minute <laughs> gifts because, uh, well, first of all, if you even find a parking space, uh, good luck with those lines. But hey, you know, if you're looking for some last minute. Gift ideas, why not consider giving yourself? The Gift of High Yields. Sounds good to me. Where do I sign up? <laughs> <laughs> well, for you listeners of this show, we've been doing the best of investing since August of 2010, so over six years. And uh, for about half that time, back in 2013, uh, my company, Pacific Private Money, were a regional marketplace lender, non-bank financing for real estate transactions, and we use private capital. To fund those loans and our investors, which number about over 300 right now, pretty much most of them living right here in the Bay Area, who have invested their funds with Pacific private money uh, in either directly in mortgage secured notes or in our mortgage pool fund, which we launched in 2013. And for those investors uh, that have been investing with us, they've been earning yields uh, anywhere from the high sevens to as much as uh, 10% on their money. So you know, if you're looking for a way to boost the income that you earn on your savings and your IRA accounts, because our our investments are perfect for your self-directed IRA, you really owe it to yourself to investigate uh, what we like to talk about, a term mortgage investing. And uh, mortgage investing is essentially where You invest your monies, and they are used to fund a real estate secured loan. This is where you're being the bank. And so the Pacific Money Fund—it's uh, December year end—and so for the year we're going to end up a little bit below eight percent. Last year we were just a little bit above eight percent, but you know due to competition, uh, rates for the type of you know loans we do—some people refer to them as hard money or private money real estate loans—the the rates have come down a little bit in California, and so our our fund is uh, probably going to end up the year about seven and three quarters or seven point eight percent after we do all the uh, fine tune all the accounting for the year. That's still a pretty darn good it return. Is. Now, short term rates this month, that was the news. They've gone up, uh, what, a whole quarter percent. Uh, so, Prime went from, what, three and a quarter to three and a half? How's that savings account looking right now? Has uh, your uh, local bank uh, notified you of how much more they're paying you on your savings and money market accounts? Uh,
2: hmm. Hmm. Prob- cl- prob- maybe, probably not. Not too much. Uh, you know,
3: close and,
2: to 1%. You know? Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> and, and
3: looking ahead to 2017. You know, I I can't say that I got the best crystal ball in in the world, but uh, I'd be willing to wager that you're not going to see money market and savings account and CD rates going up really that much higher, because first of all, the Federal Reserve is is really talking about maybe two or three uh, increases in in 2017, and that that presumes a lot of things, because You know, every year for the last three years, uh, the year-end predictions for future mortgage rates have been, well, they're probably going to be 5% by the end of 2014, 5% by the end of 2015, (laughs) 5% by the end of 2016. We haven't hit 5% or even close to 5% in many years. Uh, So will they be 5% at the end of 2017? Well, guess what? That's what most of them are predicting. but. That doesn't mean it's going to happen. In fact, uh, I've talked to a number of people who are in the money business, and some people are uh, predicting that mortgage rates, which have gone up about three quarters of a point in the last 45 days, conventional mortgage rates from three and a half to about four and a quarter on average. Some are predicting that those rates might actually go back down again in January and February after uh, the, um, the, the inaugural tr- after the inauguration kind of, right. and after certain uh, after we see exactly what uh, types of programs the Trump administration is actually going to put put forth. So, um, you know, there's just there's no guarantee just because a lot of people are saying and believing that rates are going to go up, savings rates, CD rates, mortgage rates that doesn 't make it necessarily so, because again a lot of there 's a lot of you know international variables that impact uh, rates and and which direction real estate's going and we 're going to talk a little bit about more about that today, but just uh, kind of coming back full circle on giving yourself the gift of uh, of a higher yield than you 're probably earning right now now of course, stock market's doing great it 's up yeah. quite a bit in the last few months. Um, but unless you're in the market, um, do you really want to, you know, invest more in the market right now? Or maybe you think that, you know, once we hit twenty thousand, that there might be a little bit of profit taking there. Uh, so anyway, if you're looking for alternative places to park your money, uh, and the nice thing about the Pacific Private Money Fund. Which is again now paying just a little bit less than eight percent on an annualized basis with monthly distributions. Uh, we are actually changing the um, the investment lockup period. We're uh, as of January first, we are going from a twenty-four month lockup to just a twelve month lockup. In fact, the twelve month lockup—that's the minimum lockup that is you're required to have for these types of um, fund syndications. So 12-month lockup. So we're not looking for a long-term uh, commitment from you. Uh, so if you invest for at least a 12-month period, uh, your account, uh, there is no fee, also called a load, no load going in or out, no fee going in or out. You invest $100,000, you get $100,000 back. Uh, if you take monthly distributions or more than that, uh, if you allow your uh distributions to compound and which is great for if you're in an IRA if you invest through an IRA and you don't need those monthly distributions. So for more information on how you can earn high yields secured by Bay Area real estate mortgages just like just like the bank go to Pacific Private Money Dot com That's PacificPrivateMoney.com for information on how to be an investor with us. Or call us. Call us next week. We're open during the holidays. 415-883-2150. Uh,
2: okay. Yeah. We're going to get more into that because we want to find out uh, how you're able to pay those kinds of rates um, in the next segment. First commercial break. Trivia question is, what video, the first to cost over $150,000, helped Michael Jackson's Thriller soar? That's the question, all right? The, we're going to do this. The first three callers with the correct answer will win a free tanning certificate at Tan Bella. Uh, so call 888-912-1190 to answer that question. What video, the first to cost over 150000 helped Michael Jackson's Thriller soar? Don't touch that dial. The Best Investing is going to be right back.
1: For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown.
2: Welcome back to The Best of Investing. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Hunt, president of Pacific Private Money. First commercial break, we asked this trivia question. What video, the first to cost over 150000 helped Michael Jackson's thriller, Sore. There were so many hits off that album, in fact, that for the longest time that was the most number one singles from any album. Yeah. And I'm going to guess Beat It. Correct. Ah, very good. Love that one or that eat heck? it if if you're Al weird veered out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the eat it video parody of that was awesome. <laughs> was I
3: loved about the the beat it one is is the uh, the solo there by Slash from uh, um, Guns uh, and Roses.
2: Oh yeah, that's right. Okay, so Mark, before we get in, I want to make a quick mention here. Uh, whether you're local or entertaining visitors, please check out the new cityscape viewing lounge at the Hilton San Francisco Union Square for 360 degree views that are out. Of this world. This new San Francisco landmark serves up signature cocktails, premium wines by the glass, and locally crafted beers, as well as tempting appetizers, all of which complement the city's landmark vistas. It really does have 360 degree views. It's phenomenal. So, Mark, quick question for you How can the Pacific Private Money Fund? produce yields to be able to uh, give out right now it's close to seven and three quarters percent net net to the client. Yes. Net to the client. So, uh, so we're talking about
3: giving yourself the gift of high yields this coming year and why you should consider mortgage investing if you haven't already or maybe you used to invest in notes in the past and have found it maybe more difficult to find uh, individual notes to invest in. At Pacific Private Money, we work with individual note investors and we have a mortgage pool fund that makes it easy for the passive or the inexperienced note investor to benefit from the success that we've had at Pacific Private Money in creating an organization that sees a tremendous amount of deal flow and so the question that Edward poised is you know how can our fund the Pacific Private Money fund pay nearly 8% net to the investor on an annualized basis through our fund you know when bank loans are at you know 4 and 5% the answer is is we are not a bank but We are a plan B or an alternative real estate financing source for a significant number of Northern California transactions where bank financing is not an option. What oftentimes happens is that, well, for example here, I've got some statistics in an article that I'm going to share with you later that, among other things, says that 25% of transactions, real estate transactions in the Bay Area today are still cash, so cash huh. buyers are still out there. Oftentimes, getting the best deals. As a seller, I can tell you, as someone who sells real estate, because I'm also an investor as well. You know, if I have to choose between a cash proposal and a finance proposal, even if the cash proposal is less, I'm more likely to take that because you know I want that the. the the surety of, surety, of yeah. closing the transaction, rather than going through a thirty to forty-five day, you know, we hope everything goes perfect type of scenario. So, yeah. so cash is king, and what a lot of people are are resorting to. Uh, today, in order to compete with cash buyers, is they go they make an offer that has no financing contingency, even if they don 't have all of the money uh, to buy that real estate if they have enough collateral we can uh, we can do a fast closing hard money loan up to a hundred percent of the purchase price of that property so so people come to us when a they want to compete with cash buyers or b. They've got all their equity tied up in their existing home, and they don't want to sell that first before buying their next property. So we can make them a loan that's secured by both the target property that they want to buy and their existing property. Other transactions are when they had bank financing lined up, and there's a glitch in the process. Maybe something popped up on their credit, or they did something they weren't supposed to, which impacted their credit. Now the bank's saying, we can't close. And Or we can't close for another two or three weeks, and maybe you're already into escrow for 30 days, and the seller is saying, look, we're not going to give any more extensions. You either close by Friday, or we're going to keep your deposit and move on. So we've saved a, a lot of deals in 2016 where there were significant deposits, as much as $100,000 at risk of being lost because their bank financing didn't come through. So, So those are the types of loans we do. And... For the use of a loan from Pacific private money, a short term fast closing easy documentation process, we charge a higher rate than the banks do that that 's the bottom line is that we're fast reliable financing with with a tenth of the paperwork that you have to do with a bank, uh, and oftentimes we can do you know we can make a decision literally over the phone, tell you yes and greenlight that deal. The average uh, note rate that we charge for our Short term, no
2: prepayment penalty, uh, fast closing loans is between 9 and 10%. So, even though that's higher, uh, if I'm the borrower, if I don't plan to keep your loan too long, it's not costing me that 9 or 10% for like a whole year if there's no prepayment penalty.
3: That's right. You can pay it off in six days, six weeks, six months, just not six years. We yeah. like short-term <laughs> financing. Most of the loans we write are for a one-year period or less. They're also called bridge loans. You might have heard that term talked about in in the uh, lending and real estate industry. They'll say, "Oh, you just need to get a bridge loan," and that usually means something that's uh, a, a, an easier to acquire, fast funding, but short-term uh, in nature. And so, the probably the most expensive part of a loan from a company like ours, uh, Pacific Private Money, is the points that you that you pay. And and that's uh, so if you're only using the money for, say, 30, 60, 90 days because you, you know you can get bank financing, you just need to, to close the mm-hmm. transaction. You just, you just need a fast cash source. Now, um, you know, we do charge points and that's how the brokerage makes its money. So a point is equal to one percent. So on a one million dollar loan, if we charge two points for that loan, which is typical, that's twenty thousand dollars. And so mm-hmm. so it does increase the cost of. The real estate so you, you you know for for many for for some people that's too high and we do yeah. get sticker shock sometimes people go that's just that's just crazy i you know and they'll walk away from the deal rather than then then you know pay that that high price for the money but again it's it's a decision and there's been enough people who have thanks to thanked us profusely for giving them an option and and i mean we're right up front about that there's nothing hidden we tell you you know right over the phone exactly what this is going to cost you and whether or not we think under your particular scenario your situation whether or not we can close and so it's it's a very easy uh friendly process and reliable and and you know we benefit from a fabulous deal flow from Realtors and mortgage brokers throughout the Bay Area with whom we've you know we've created a, a relationship and a reputation for reliability and performance. And and again that's that's number one. So when you really, really, really want that property and you're out of options Pacific Private Money is the call you should make next.
2: Okay, and when we come back, uh, we're going to ask you an email question that came in about why banks won't lend short term. So here's our next trivia question. What was the first Arnold Schwarzenegger movie to win four Academy Awards? Call 888-912-1190 to answer that question. And the first three callers? And it wasn't Conan. (laughs) And it wasn't Conan. All right, stay with us. The best of investing. I'll be right back.
1: For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190, or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown.
2: Well, welcome back to The Best of Investing. One more time, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Honf. What was the first Arnold Schwarzenegger movie to win four Academy Awards? I didn't even know he was in a movie that won any Academy <laughs> Awards. <laughs> well, I don't know if it was for Best Actor. I don't think it was that. <laughs> it could have been, been anything, right? You know, Best Costumes or whatever. Hmm. Terminator 2. Not even Terminator 1, but Terminator 2. Terminator 2. It must yeah. have
3: been, you know, uh, you know those technical awards. That's what for I'm special thinking. Special effects and stuff. That's right. Wasn't that with the silvery guy? Yes. That melty, Ex- Exactly.
2: Very yeah. good. Yeah. He pretended to be a cop and all that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, Mark, an, an email comes in that says, why won't banks lend short term? Well, to be honest with you, I don't actually know why. I just know they don't. And so well, I'm I'm going to guess ahead of time that it's because they have to spend they, they don't have prepayment penalties right. and a lot of times they don't charge points mm-hmm. so if they have to do a loan that they know they're going to get paid back uh, if I remember hearing correctly from uh, one of your brokers there was a lady who was going to do this deal uh, fix and flip and then when she posted it on Facebook and the the bank didn't realize oh wait a minute you mean you're just going to flip this right property she represented to the
3: bank that she needed an investment. Exactly. loan yeah. and they were thinking maybe it was going to be a five or seven year loan that's and right. They, they're, right and they saw that she was going to flip it. Yeah. And, and that so wasn't they, revealed by the mortgage broker to the funding source. To exactly. The bank. Yeah, so so right. they
2: denied it and and they think well why would they would why would they deny it? Well if they're not charging a bunch of points, then they're doing a whole bunch of work for a loan that's going to last two or three months, because she's going to flip the property.
3: Well, and, and actually, I, I do know the answer. It's it's being a little bit flippant there. <laughs> Banks are looking to make loans that they can wrap up and sell on the secondary market.
2: Very good in, point. And
3: basically, creating you know something like you know like a bond, uh, like a mutual fund of uh, mortgages. So that's and that's they make their money by doing that. And if, if the and. and and when, derivatives and credit default swaps and all the <laughs> fancy stuff. Yeah. All the stuff yeah. from that uh, from yeah. that movie, yeah. Yeah. Um, or real life. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you lived through it like we did, yeah. So. Many of those loans that so so a bank makes a loan and they sell it on the secondary market, if it gets paid off within a certain period of time, the bank has to forfeit their fee on on that so that, that's ah. so in in any event that's you know banks are generally not in the business of making short term loans they're really looking to create uh, a an investment a security that they can sell, kind of like an annuity they're selling you know it's a contract between the lender and the borrower to make certain payments at a certain interest rate over a certain period of time. And that, that instrument becomes something that they can sell. And so, um, if they're in the, if unless they're a portfolio lender, which is uh, what some regional banks are, so if you so if you have a relationship with a regional bank, you may be able to go in there and make a deal with them where you know for you know fee income to the bank, maybe they'll charge you more points, then you can have either a line of credit or a relationship where they. You know, don't don't mind if you, you know, pay back the loan, but mm-hmm. but your your major uh, mortgage lenders um, they're they're looking for uh, long term to make long term loans that they can then sell to other banks. It's kind of funny because you know even banks like Wells Fargo are buying loans that are originated through mortgage brokers. So. You know, our huh. local yeah. mortgage broker, Jeremy, that you know mm-hmm. used to be on our show, um, he's the guy I go to every time I want a mortgage on one of my properties. And the one we did most recently was done by some bank that I can't even remember the name for. But uh, after, a f- I mean, literally just a few weeks, I think it was less than 30 days, I got a letter in the mail from, from Wells, Fargo. From Wells Fargo, <laughs> <laughs> Fargo saying, we just bought your loan, send all future payments to us. And it's funny <laughs> because I actually bank with Wells Fargo, Fargo anyway, so yeah. you know I didn't even think to walk into wells fargo and even if i did i might not have gotten that loan exactly you know so it's so
2: well i know i've had investment property loans where the um they have a a very substantial prepayment penalty you know that's typical on commercial commercial like where
3: they'll give you like commercial loans if you want like the best commercial rate, you need to agree to some pretty onerous prepayment penalties. Usually they'll do like a a 10-year loan and you can't prepay it until the last 90 days. And if you do, (laughs) they have this formula for a prepayment penalty that is so onerous that, you know, very few people would ever, would ever do that.
2: Yeah. I don't, I don't know about a 10-year loan, but I know definitely five to seven years, yeah, and then yeah. usually it's the, the first three years are really nasty, but uh, even after that, yeah, they have either the credit default swaps or the defeasance or all this other kind of stuff. Right. So I, I do I, I was going to ask you about an article that I, I had read, and it talked about how banks are required now to issue long-term debt that converts into equity upon a bankruptcy. Uh, and this would be a bankruptcy of the bank. So uh, the question gets – but basically what they're trying to do is they, they don't want to bail out all the banks all the time. And so the theory is you have these large banks that in case they get into trouble, the lenders, you know, who are, I guess, bondholders, basically would – they would just automatically convert into equity. Hmm. So in theory, you say, well, that sounds like a pretty good deal. But then the, here's the question. Won't that debt cost more due to the risk? Right? That means the banks would have to float bonds that are going to pay a higher interest rate. Because if I'm the potential bondholder and I know that if things get into trouble, I'm automatically going to get switched into an equity position, that may not be a good thing for me. So you know, I'm not going to uh, do it at a low interest rate. I'm going to charge the bank basically a higher interest rate. And if that happens, then how will that affect the consumers and taxpayers if the banks have to issue higher interest debt? you see what I mean? Jeez. It's kind of kind of this vicious circle. I'm getting a headache. Yeah. <laughs> On <that one. laughs> but but you see what I'm getting at though? They they're, they're, you know, it's like Congress I guess is trying to say well, let's protect everybody in in case these banks, you know, the too big to fail idea.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, we were talking earlier about uh, giving yourself the gift of, of high yields, and of course, so we're really talking real estate and and mortgages and mortgage investing on this show today. Uh, but here's an article about the real estate market that I thought was interesting. It uh, uh, it's, uh, talks about the Case-Shiller Home Price Index, and this particular article starts out by saying, our long national nightmare is over. After <laughs> 10 years... The Case Schiller Home Price Index is just a smidge above its previous peak from July two thousand and six. Now, before I go on, I will say this is the national this okay. is not the Bay Area because we all as we know in the Bay Area um, or for those who 've listened to the show before in the Bay Area, depending on what price tier you 're at you 're either above the last peak or below the last peak and uh, um, but anyway, here this uh, goes the article goes on to say that was the, that 10 years was the longest sustained dip in national home prices in decades. And obviously, its effect on American citizens and the economy have both been deep and widespread. Um, also says the Case-Shiller Index uses nominal prices, so when you adjust for inflation, we're still below the peak. Again, this is the national average. Uh, still, some, It's something of a mystery as to why prices have recovered as far as they have. They've substantially outpaced income growth Since the market's bottom in 2012, home prices aren't an asset class that can indefinitely grow wildly out of proportion to incomes. Of course, we know that. And they're too large a component of household spending and too big a part of the economy to keep growing at a rapid clip when other components of the economy aren't. So what's been the cause of this run up where we've essentially matched on a a national scale the housing from 2006 and it uh, has um, you know it, it, it has three ideas about this one okay. is which
2: we, we're going to have to cut to a ah, break <laughs> ah, I went long on that <laughs> sorry one. Okay. about that All right, that's good. okay you, you'll, you'll get into that in just a minute alright All right. so here's next trivia question is what martial arts specialist starred in walks, Walker Texas Ranger right Eight 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 nine one two eleven ninety. I knew Mark would know this one alright don't touch that dial the best of investors will be right back
1: For more information on this program, call 888 912 1190. That's 888 912 1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown.
2: Welcome back to the best of investing again. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Honf. What martial arts specialist starred in Us Texas Ranger? Walker Walker, Texas Ranger. (laughs) Ranger. And and it's on the tip of my tongue. I, I. Chuck Norris. That's it. That's (laughs) it. I knew you'd know him. I did know it. I used to watch
3: that show, but I just couldn't remember his name. Dang it. So, uh, before the break, I was running a little bit long last segment, and I was talking about a, an article about how the Case-Shiller Index, which is one of the most widely followed indexes, home price indexes in the country, both nationally and regionally. I personally track the San Francisco Bay Area home price index, but this article was written about the national home price index, and the national index has now reached its peak uh, from 2006. And the author says, you know, essentially there are three reasons why she believes that this has happened and wonders whether or not there might be a bubble here. She doesn't predict a bubble, but she does say that the run-up is largely due to uh, the following three reasons. One is, of course, low interest rates. The second is the undersupply of housing. And the third is something interesting that I have not heard as an opinion before, and that is the An overcorrection after the crash. and I thought that was really interesting. It says, after asset bubbles, markets often overcorrect in the other direction. The 2012 trough, basically the bottom of the real estate market, may have represented an underpricing, in which case it would make sense for prices to grow faster for a few years. So, the article basically, in, in summary, says... Are we due for another correction? And she opines here: If you think that the reason we have reached the 2006 peak is that it's a correction and or an overcorrection from the original overreaction, then maybe prices uh, could potentially be in 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 line for a correction. Although it but, here says but how much of one? Well, of course, that's, 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 that's yeah, that's everyone's <laughs> crystal ball, right? Okay. If you think it's interest rates, then. You know, what happens will largely depend on where interest rates are headed. And of course, we know from history the last several years that we've been wrong every year predicting where interest <laughs> rates were headed. And if you think it's mostly a story of rising demand pressing up against a limited supply, well, she says that's the sort of problem that markets generally fix. Although that's, you know, again, that's nationwide, maybe that's true definitely not in the Bay Area. I don't see that as fixing. Anyway, make a long story short. No one's crystal ball is highly accurate when it comes to predicting where real estate prices are heading. But nobody that I'm following is predicting for the Bay Area a significant dip in housing prices, if at all, in 2017. I'm going to be a little bit more specific about that. We are seeing in some markets, the higher end of the market, the over X million dollars market, uh, and again, depend, the high-end market depends, is different in every market. In Marin, it's, you know, homes over $10 million. San Francisco, <laughs> you know, the peninsula, uh, well, let, let's, let's say maybe homes over $5 million. I don't think it needs to be over $10 million. But the, the over $5 million housing market uh, in Marin, San Francisco, and the peninsula is seeing some softening, and there is downward pressure on prices. And we might see a year from now where the um, you know the average or median price on homes in that market are actually less year over year. That wouldn't surprise me at all. The middle and the bottom end of the market, my guess is that we're going to continue to see price appreciation. Um, right now, uh, if you look at uh, California sales for the last twelve months. Um, you know, we sold twenty thousand less units uh, in 2016 at the five hundred thousand dollar and below mark than we did in the prior year. So, uh, and that's really just because of the supply of homes at that price range has just gotten extremely tight. So, um, you know, again, my crystal ball is is as good as anybody else's, but I I I think that real estate. Uh, For 2017 looks pretty looks to maintain its, uh, um, you know, uh, upward trend beyond that. 2018, you know, all bets are off. I mean, we we are this cycle is running long. And so we are at the, uh, uh, you know, at the tail end, I think, of uh, of the business cycle. A lot of it's going to depend also on what Trump does. What if Trump comes in and slashes tax rates, slashes the capital gains rate? Maybe uh, read an article in the Wall Street Journal that uh, had an opinion that maybe he converts uh, the three tiers down to down to two tiers. So. Um, you know that could set up a, a whole new boom of growth. It, of course, it could accelerate inflation too, which again, if you're a real estate investor is not necessarily a bad no, thing. So true. it's really you know we really just uh, there's just <laughs> we're in a really interesting time right now. I mean this, this is going to be fun doing this show in 2017 because we're going to start seeing a lot of interesting uh, behaviors and patterns uh, emerging from uh, from Washington and uh, w- And a lot of times what Washington does doesn't impact. Uh, us here in the in the California Bay Area much, but uh, the housing market could certainly be impacted by um, the direction that rates head, the direction that tax rates head, and uh, and something else that's kind of rung up its ugly head again is mortgage interest deduction uh,
2: that that's.
3: could also come back on the block, uh, and they're talking about uh, even further limiting that for, of course, the wealthy, you know, people with. Uh, uh, over a certain amount, of yeah. But interest. how many
2: people um, have loans that are in excess of a million dollars? Well, that's just it. So maybe that number gets reduced. I don't
3: know. There's a lot of different ways that uh, that you know they can tackle that. So it's it's you know it's it's anybody's guess. So yeah. Yeah. anyway, it's going to be a, a very a very interesting year. So um, a lot of the investors that we have at Pacific Private Money you know, because of what we're talking about, you know, which direction is the market going or, you know, uh, is there going to be a correction? Are we in a bubble? You know, all of those, all of those things, uh, all of the uh, nervous reports that uh, they read, we get calls all the time uh, asking me, well, how is that going to impact mortgage investing? How is that going to impact what your fund can produce? And my answer oftentimes kind of surprises them. And the answer is this, is that the need for short-term capital, the need for a hard money loan, a, a quick, uh, assured source of financing, that demand has been relatively stable over the last 10 years going into yeah. the Um, market correction, even after the correction. I mean, we were making loans in 2008, 2009, 2010, all the while the market is still trending down. Prices are still going down. We do a tremendous amount of marketing at Pacific Private Money, and we get actually more than our fair share of leads as a result of um, uh, of our awareness in the market space, the marketing we do to realtors and mortgage brokers. So, You know, yes, demand uh, for short-term money will change, uh, and we're prepared for that change. We're opening up other markets. Uh, We're looking at doing construction lending. We're getting even more aggressive on the consumer lending front, uh, coming up with subprime programs. We're investigating new sources of capital in 2017. Uh, We're members of a bunch of organizations, uh, family office, and other groups where uh, there are a lot of sources of capital that uh, – you know you the listener would never have heard of unless you're in the capital raising arena and there's just a tremendous amount of capital in circulation right now that's looking for yield. And so we're looking for uh, sources that will help us grow our business. And so I tell my fund investors that, you know, our phone rings uh, and rings a lot and we're seeing a lot of deal flow. And I don't see that deal flow being impacted that dramatically uh, in the coming uh, months and even in the coming years, just because of the type of marketing that we do and the the type of capital needs that we serve. So again, for more information and, and give me a call, I love talking about this type of, stuff. I'm I'm always available by phone, 415-883-2150. My name is Mark Honth. My company is Pacific Private Money, located right here in the Bay Area.
2: And uh, don't touch that dial. The Best Investing will be right back with some closing comments. For more information
1: on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to the Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown.
2: Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Hunt, president of Pacific Private Money. Now, Mark, before we left, you used the word subprime, and it probably makes people kind of you know wince a little bit. Can you get into that? That's true, because the word subprime now has a negative connotation
3: based on misinformation, thanks largely to the media and probably the government themselves, where they blamed subprime lending and subprime loans for the cause of the bubble and the cause of the markets crashing, et cetera. And that's not really true, and we don't have enough time to get into a detailed discussion of that. But I will say that subprime simply means you're not a prime borrower. You can't get a conventional type of rate, and the subprime lending industry did, for the most part, disappear after 2008. The number of loans being originated today that would be classified as subprime is, is a literal fraction of the amount of loans that were being originated under that definition in, say, 2005 and six. And so there are companies like ours, like Pacific Private Money, who are kind of dipping their toe back into that industry where we can provide a you know a long term loan, a 30 year fixed loan at rates that are subprime and in today 's market, that is somewhere from six nine nine to seven nine nine on the note rate uh, if a conventional mortgage is let's say you know somewhere in the fours today. And there is a significant, you know, portion of the population for whom that is the type of financing that they can realistically get based on their particular, um, based on their FICO score, their ability or inability to document their income. I and mean, there's all kinds of, of things, you know, we, we've we talked about on the show for years, uh, you know, bank loans, uh, conventional loans are just so much harder to get today thanks to Dodd-Frank. And so you've got a, a huge swath of America that is uh, has been kind of left without a product. And so when I say that at Pacific Private Money, we're looking to dip our toe into that, what I would call subprime, what I'm really saying is we're looking to create some options for people who today almost have no options. Okay, well, give us a, a deal of the week. We are doing a deal for a couple. Uh, One of that couple lives in San Francisco and owns their home. The other part of that couple lives in Southern California and owns their home. And so they have decided to move in together and they want to sell their homes. And when they first came to us, they had anticipated that it might take some time to sell both of them. And so they were looking for some bridge loan options to buy this new home in Orange. So we gave them a number of options and they said, great, well, we're going to go put our homes on the market and uh, see how. How well we do, and then we'll come back if we need your help. Well, they came back because, as it turns out, neither of them have been able to sell their homes yet. And I actually don't have the detail on why neither of them could sell their homes. Uh, Neither of them were sophisticated real estate investors, so I guess they didn't market their home at the appropriate price. But as it turns out, they need a bridge loan for 100% of the purchase price. Because they found the house they like. They found the house they like. They need to close on it. They were able to get a, a little bit of an extension, but that extension actually disappears by the end of this year. So next week, we are closing on a, I think it's a million one approximately is the purchase price, and that's the loan we're making them. And we're collateralizing it by putting a deed of trust on the target property and the two other properties. So the you're other three properties. pieces of pl-
2: Three collateral. pieces
3: of collateral for one loan the combined loan to value on this is about 60% total so we like that we feel it's a very well secured loan both of these guys are uh, have incomes, and so uh, that's our deal of the week. for. Very good. For more information, give us a call at Pacific Private Money. Of course, go to our website first, PacificPrivateMoney.com. Learn about uh, about our company, see our bios and our information there, or give us a call,
2: 415-883-2150. Very good. I want to thank again my co-host, Mark Honf of Pacific Private Money, for joining me yet again. Here's our thoughts of the day. Newt Rockney said... One man practicing sportsmanship is far better than 50 preaching it. I thought that was pretty good. And Emil Zatopak, who I don't know who that is, said, An athlete cannot run with money in his pockets. He must run with hope in his heart and dreams in his head. Mm. And with that, we're going to sign off on our Christmas show here. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm Edward Brown. We're wishing you the best of investing. So long.
1: You've been listening to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. And join us again next week for the best of investing on the Bay Area's business leader. AM 1220, KDLW.
0: This radio broadcast is in no way an offer to sell securities except where applicable in states where we are registered or where an exemption or exclusion from such registration exists. Information discussed during this broadcast, whether stock quotes, charts, articles, or any other statement or statements regarding market or other financial information is obtained from sources which